Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. The Home Straight with Musibudi, Monday, 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM 95.9. And we jump straight into it on KaiFM 95.9. Thanks for tuning in to the home straight where the subject for discussion tonight is school sports. And uh, we have the uh, privilege of having on the line the MSc for Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation in the province, uh, Mbali Sope, to talk to us a little bit in particular about the Wednesday Leagues and their return this month. We are all excited about it. And I know many of you were looking forward to interacting with the MEC and perhaps asking questions on OE. 86 people such as David Mabu who is already tweeting us saying that he's got a proposal for the MEC well the MEC is a very busy person and unfortunately involved in a Lekhota she could not come into studio but she will come again sometime soon she promises though to take our call tonight she is on the line we are talking to her Did MEC thank you so much for your time good evening hi and hello to your listeners Yes, thanks for making time. We know that you're quite busy, but we thought it was very important to get you on air on this uh, first Monday of February because you've been speaking since you took office in May last year that you, in your term, want to try all your best to ensure that school sport comes back. Tell us about what you mean by when you say you want to bring back the Wednesday Leagues. So what we're saying is that we want to ensure that every child is not denied an opportunity to play sport purely because of their socioeconomic standing. And what I mean by this is that we are targeting all the no-fee schools where we know that what is called physical education is no longer taking place. So whilst your model fee schools or private schools have the privilege of having their kids being able to have physical education so they get engaged in various sporting codes, that doesn't happen within our no-fee schools. And so what you end up with is a problem where you've got kids from 2 o'clock if schools end at 2 until 6 when the parents come back. They're not supervised during that time. And that gives allowance for them to be engaged in things that are negative, whether it's sex, drugs, alcohol, and so forth. So, so MC, just to, just to jump in there, just, yes. just to jump in there, because I want to make quite clear here, I, we got dragged over the coals by teachers who said that there is uh, physical education in no-paying schools. It exists as 50% of the life orientation uh, period. You're saying, no, no, we're not talking about what is happening in the curriculum. We're talking about after school. Is that correct? Yes, we're talking about after school. After school, so okay. Yes, we're talking about the sporting activities, and it is taking place. They are correct uh, that in some of the schools it is taking place, and we do have dedicated teachers who are doing that work. So by, by all means possible, we're not in any way suggesting that it's not happening in all the schools. Mm-hmm. But we're saying in the schools where it's not taking place, the department working together with the Department of Education, we felt that it was critical that the department assists in bringing in various sporting coaches and arts facilitators Mm. will be able to ensure that kids are able to be kept active and positively so within those periods, what I said is the time when they're unsupervised. So we want them engaged within sports. We want them engaged within arts. And it's not just the schools, which are your primary schools and your secondary schools. We're also looking at ECD. You know that the ECD is now within our Department of Education, where MEC is very active within that space. And we work quite closely because we understand the benefits of school and the close link that sports and education have together. Mm-hmm. So when you say ECD for the uninitiated, she's talking about early childhood development. So essentially, creches, what we call the crash takokasi, you are also um, making sure that uh, they are involved and they get some sort of physical uh, education. Absolutely, because it's critical. I mean, for the young kids, 
for them to be able that hand and eye coordination is critical mm-hmm. and it's part of their development. So we don't do hardcore sports with them at that mo- at that level, which is ECT. We're teaching them really movement. We're bringing educational toys on board. We're making it fun for them to be engaged in sports. But what's good for us is that. Whilst we also realize that globally people start identifying talent from a young age. Yes. So through these various programs, we're able to have talent identification where we can know who's got a talent, who are the kids that we need to start spending a lot more time in nurturing that talent. Because we're the home of champions and we say that proudly is hurting. But we want, we understand that you can only maintain that crown if you invest in the development, which is the grassroots. Talk to us about the nuts and bolts, MEC for Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation in Bali Sope, about school sports and the Wednesday leagues coming uh, coming back. You had the sports in Daba towards, uh, towards the end of last year where this was one of the issues on the agenda and it required several players to be involved. You're mentioning um, organizations that will coach. Uh, for instance, I understand that you're working with the South African Masters and Legends Association who are under the South African Football Association who will act as coaches. But talk to us about the nuts and bolts who are these organizations that are part of this to get uh, this rolling as of is it this wednesday so what we have is that we have a number of organizations firstly education is a critical partner in this mm-hmm. and we work quite closely with the mc together with the premier's office because the premier really has a vision around this and as as holding reviving it we're working with the sporting federations we work with the umbrella body which is sascos but we also work with the sgps because uh-huh. parents are equally critical to this discussion because it is them who will ensure that their kids are supported within the various sporting codes that they'll be in. But what's also nice is that we're now engaging with social development because we're also looking at the nutritional component. So a lot of the kids aren't given food within the no-fee schools, but that's during school hours. Which means when we get them engaged within sports after school, we need to be able to provide that. But we're also going to provide kits. We're going to provide equipment to them. So they're fully equipped to be able to engage in the sports and the arts activities that we want them to be. This is a Herculean task you're talking about here. Um, it's massive. Yeah, it's massive. So how have you been able to, to put it together? How long was the planning? I mean, you only took office in May. Yeah, and we spent from May the, till December, the whole of last year, really getting our ducks in a row. Mm. Uh, to the point now where we can say that we are quite satisfied that we can roll out the first phase. So in Houghton, we have... 1,500 no schools. We won't be able to target to have all of them uh, and start with all of them, but we're saying that we'll start with the first 300. Let's get that rollout uh, first phase, and after that, we will do the rest. Okay. But it's really about ensuring that we start. So we've, we've phased it so that we don't overwhelm ourselves, but to ensuring that we cover every district within the province and make sure that we have everybody on board. Because also, remember, it's not just about the sport. We're, there's also infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So we can speak sports and getting kids equipment and all that, but if there's no infrastructure in case, it's another discussion. Mm. So we're looking at also having that district model apply to our infrastructure provision. So where we put the, the combi courts that will be shared amongst the schools that don't have infrastructure, we're going to put those on working together with the teachers. And like I was saying, education has been quite critical in this discussion and ensuring that we have a really sound model that is in place. An enlightening discussion we're having here on the home of the Af- Afropolitan. If you're just tuning in, talking to the MEC for Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation. She's speaking fire. This is exactly what we've wanted to hear for so long that our children will be giving a sporting chance uh, with the Wednesday leagues coming back. And you're just talking about some of the infrastructure demands. Okay, so that raises another question. 
which codes then are you going to start with? Because ostensibly it's it's easier to start with running, which requires nothing, athletics, shall I say, um, yeah. than uh, tennis, which requires rackets and a court. So which codes are, are you starting with? So we're going to start with the popular ones, which is the, your soccer and, and netball. Uh-huh. So those are, are, are the quick popular ones. But what we're looking at is that as we proceed into next phases, we want to then introduce the other sporting codes that are not so popular, particularly within your nursery schools and particularly within communities that are in the periphery. So you speak about swimming, you speak about rugby and so forth. We really need to start introducing those sporting codes too as areas where the black child can also be part of them. Mm. And you speak about those combi courts then, those, those, those multi-purpose courts which we've seen organizations such as uh, the Sports Trust building around the country, uh, players such as NetBank getting involved. It means that this is now uh, a, a, an approach which requires several different organizations. For example, f- to build those kind of courts in, in the main, those sorts of facilities, if they're going to be shared and are not inside the school, then belong to the municipality. So how uh, are you working with municipalities to look at some of these facilities, uh, maybe derelict tennis courts? We had callers calling us here who say, no, there are fields that the municipality is providing, but uh, uh, church people have have their meetings there, and our children can't play. No, 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 you know, no offense to people who want to have their meetings. But how are you working yeah. with municipalities to to unlock these facilities so our children can have access to them? So we do have meetings with the various municipality representatives, and that is in the form of the MMCs. We have those engagements with them so that we are aligned at a government level. But also, like I was indicating, we will be putting some within schools. But the model that we have is that is where it allows the school to benefit, but also the community to benefit. So they are open yes. for both the school and the community. Then it serves as a, as a multi as as multi use in that sense, because we know that when you put them in schools, it means that young kids can be able to utilize them. The surrounding schools that are within, they can be able to play, have competitions on them, and so forth. But we also don't want to deprive the community. Yes. Obviously, what we beg of the community that as you use this infrastructure, be always mindful that keep it in the best form as you possibly can. Don't damage it. Don't ruin it because this is an investment for the future generation. It's the home of the Afropolitan, KFM 95.9. And if you are a little bit older and would we just touching those memories of yours of when you played school sport on a Wednesday. Maybe you played in the 90s and played tournaments like the KFC under 17 and you had hopes and dreams of playing overseas one day. Or maybe you even played in the 80s uh, and played at places like Morris Isaacson and you played your netball, your football. Give us a call on 86 Let's try and revive some of those w- uh, memories of Wednesday school sport as we share this uh, conversation with Mbali Thope. She's the MEC for Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation in the province. Now, you mentioned lots of different organizations working together, basic education, uh, several different uh, organizations such as SASCOC. You've got your SAFA in, in, in the region in Gauteng. But um, in, in terms of the practical rollout, um, I, I assume the main responsibility would fall on the teachers um, who are also the ones doing physical education when it, it comes under a, a life orientation. Talk to us about, in particular, your dealings with the unions, uh, like uh, Satu, who would often, sometimes, not often, sometimes say, we are so overwhelmed with just the teaching environment. Now you want us to do more. You want us to stay late until 6 o'clock on a Wednesday. How did those engagements go? And that's obviously the cry in which, I suppose, I mean, they, you, we couldn't understand because a lot of teachers, I mean, teachers get graded on the work that they do mm-hmm. within the academic period. 
So now when you ask them for additional work that they need to do, it's quite a lot. And understandably so. That's why we said we, we bring in sporting and arts facilitators. So they, teachers will play a critical, critical role and we do have some uh, skills that we will be passing on through to them. There's going to be teaching people how to be coaches. Because the assumption that because someone was a, a famous soccer player and so forth, we assume that they can immediately clo- mm. coach. It's not mm. necessarily the case. True. So working together with SASCOP, there are a lot of skills and coaching training that we are bringing on board and we will be rolling out parallel to this taking place. But in addition to that, like I indicated, there are facilitators and coaches that we have identified that we'll bring on board. And they are the ones who are going to really take up these afternoon programs to ensure that they do take place. So they will work together closely with the teachers and make sure that they hold their hand through this so that we don't overburden the system. Because, yes, naturally, at the end of the day, the focus of every school is the academic criteria. Um, uh, curriculum, sorry, mm. that is there. And we do want them to focus on that. But we're just saying we're bringing in this additional assistance. And this is why we bring in not just the sporting and arts facilitators, but also the legends. Legends are critical. You've got a lot of people who are big names, legends who've played for, whether it's Kaiser Chiefs, it's Pirates, it's Sundowns, I mean, you name the various teams that are there. And they're currently, not, they're currently no longer working because age is a factor. They can't be soccer players forever. We want all of them in to come and assist us so that they work with the school. They serve as a, as a motivator too. Mm. We speak quite a lot. I mean, we're hurting with economic up. We also speak about the sports economy, which is an aspect that people don't think about when we think sports. But there's actually a lot of lucrative uh, investment that can be done. There's a lot of lucrative opportunities rather that can be uh, that can be gained by the young individuals. So we want to open that up to them to say, you might not be good at sports, but you can be a sports administrator. Exactly. So there's that avenue. You can get into manufacturing. There's clothing, sports gear is so popular. Whether it's equipment, it's techies, it's it's the tops and so forth. We want to get people involved within the manufacturing side of things. So there's a lot of avenues, whether it's energy drinks, we're also speaking manufacturing there. So we really want to bring a lot of opportunities to young kids so they realize that sports is not just about fun and games on the playing field, but there's also the business side of it. And that's where we speak about the economy of sports. Yeah, that's so true. So when is it starting? Is it this Wednesday? Because you said you're hoping to get underway in February with the Wednesday League of School Sports. We start on on the first week of March, on the 6th. On the 6th of March. Yes. Okay, so we can look forward to that and we'd love to come out. And I mean, we're not expecting uh, the sun and the moon. We're just looking forward to see something. It doesn't have to be great. We know it's a beginning, uh, but we're just looking forward to see something. And and you can share uh, with us and we can share with the listeners which schools uh, you'll be starting at. And then... And then on yeah. as we go down further in time, we'll add we'll add more schools. We do have one caller for you, MEC Dijeng, giving us a ring on 086-00-00959. Uh Dijeng. Hi, Sugudi. How, How are you? you? We're good and you. I'm fine, thank you. Uh Dumela. Yeah, uh, she she she's there. Go go ahead. Uh, go, go, go ahead, Oz Dijeng. Um I'm calling here from Hale City Local Municipality and I'm the Gender and Social Programs Coordinator. So I was just excited to hear about this program that the MEC is talking about. As the coordinator, I'm saying to her, please do come to, to Mahale City and together with the, our department, basically social development, but the sports uh, division in particular will 
collaborate with you to actually implement this in the schools with the other relevant uh, stakeholders. Excellent. Uh, there, there, did you get... Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. You know, it's been so amazing because everybody's so excited about this, including the private sector. Which you know, is good. People yes. and organizations, and they're all saying we want to be part of this. This is something that we really can get our hands into. It's really great. Ah, uh-huh. so so Dijeng, there you have it. There you have it. She says thank you. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing her. Thank you. So, a parting shot then, uh, uh, Mbali, as we let you go here, because we know you are busy getting to 20 past 8 on KFM 95.9. Stay tuned. Eric Tinkler coming up in just a little bit. You mentioned that in order to make this happen, you decided to forego what we typically call the bash, the party. People will say, ah, my department of sport, Kiba, they are busy again, Kadi Awards, Bana, Bana, Abana, the whatever, the ball or little cock. Tell us a little bit about that process. Um, what did you do and, uh, and why did you do it? You know, a lot of people think the Department of Sports, because it's called the Department of Fun, and it really is. But but you must not just know us for the events that we do. Premier has given us a clear mandate. I please, I want to see more development. Focus your funds. Focus the budget we give you towards development. And that's precisely what we're doing. So we said that, yes, we can have the national days that are there and so forth, but we want to start partnering with various other private sector individuals within those days so that we're able to redirect some of the funds that we used to use on events towards a project like this. Because it's going to cost a lot of money. How Because I've spoken with there's a nutrition component of it. There's equipment, there's attire we must give to all these kids. There's infrastructure we must put in place. There's an issue of the legends who we must also pay for the work, the coaches. It's a lot of money. Mm. But we believe that we are... This is the type of investment we need to do. As Gauteng, we're the home of champions. This is where our money should go, and it must go towards the young kids, so that we can see more of our of our of our young kids be in the national teams, not just in the country, but also outside. So we believe that this is definitely worth putting every penny towards. And then, lastly, um, we've got a question here about a sports bra initiative. Do you know much about that? Yes. So we launched a very exciting program, and we started on Women's Month last year. We we'll call it the sports bra. So what people don't know is that young kids, when you look at the curve, so a lot of young kids start falling out of doing sports. Although they gain breasts and their bodies become very uncomfortable. So it becomes uncomfortable for you to play because we need this additional weight that you must carry. Mm. So by giving out sports bras, we're able to ensure that we retain the number of young kids that can continue doing sports. And so we started. Last year, we launched it with the Premier. We gave out the sports bras. And you'll be shocked how people truly appreciate that because they understand that, you know, hmm. you've got this thing where it's going to assist you now. So your, the additional weight that you have does not become a, a problem where gravity takes over and it slows you down. Just by that simple thing, we're able to make sure that girls can continue being competitive and can continue being active within sports. Wow. So you're giving the girl child a chance and you're right because we often do lose girls in that puberty age to sports. They may have may have been promising during their primary school years and once they hit puberty and begin to de- develop breasts, then some feel self-conscious and fall out of sport. And um, sometimes a, a simple thing like that can, can make all the difference. It, it goes a long way. And it's not just for the kids. Little Coco. I've had so oh, many okay. grand organizations of grandmothers. Because the one they want to keep fit, they do yes. aerobics and whatnot. And they say, please, we hear you're giving us sports for us. Can you give some to us too? So we've, started, we've now also rolled it out to the grandmothers.
Oh wow! Oh wow! That's wonderful. Okay, uh, 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 MEC, thank you so much for your time. It's the sixth of March. You're rolling out Wednesday school sport. The Wednesday leagues are back again, and as we said, we are not expecting everything to run perfectly on Wednesday, the sixth of March. Starting with three hundred schools here in the province of Gauteng, and then hoping to go up to what is it, one thousand five hundred of all the uh, one thousand five hundred all those schools. Want to cover all the no fee schools? All the no fee schools. So we'll start with uh, with three hundred, and uh, we'd love an invitation to come out there and and see uh, this work that's being done on the first Wednesday of March. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Oh man, that's a, got me feeling upbeat. That's the MEC for Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation, uh, Sisimbali Thope, talking to us about uh, Wednesday leagues, which are coming back in March. Uh, she's been talking about it since she took office in May last year. And it sounds like a lot of work has gone into it. So let's, let's get behind this one. Let's see what we can do to help them make it happen. I mean, it's a lot of work. It'll obviously cost a lot of money. And there are a lot of players and actors in this wonderful production to give our kids a sporting chance. So let's give it our best. And thank you to the call there from Mahale City, Osdijeng. Uh, let's see if they get to Mahale City in these first 300. If not, let's see if they can't get in there in the next 300. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.